You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast, and today we got a brand new independent creator i mean he's a creator he's an educator he's a writer he's got a dope project that is live right now on kickstarter called proctor it's already funded he got several more days to go so you know we we gotta make make it rain baby let me introduce this future star the one the only carmelo carmen Costa, the triple C is in the house, baby. <laughs> What's up, Al? Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate you, dude. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on, bro, and, and hanging out, comment, uh, talk about your, your, your dope project. I mean, congrats. I mean, in the green room, you told me this is your first, baby. You got that cherry pop on a successful campaign. Yeah, you look at your number one. You're looking like Rip shit right now, baby. Let's go. Let's go, dude. I'm excited, man. Yeah, it's the first one. We funded in 48 hours. 48 hours? You yeah, 48 wow. hours. Yo, Thank a, you. Wait, yo, a tip for the app, my brother, because that's an amazing feat for an, for an independent, a new independent creator. Amazing, yeah. bro. Oh, we're going to get into how you manage all that. Don't give us all this bochin shit right now, bro. Hold on. Let, 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 let's slow it down so people get to know who you are, Carmen, a little bit. All right, so... First up, let us know where you originally from and what is the first thing in fandom that you ever, ever fell in love with? Oh, damn. All right. So I am from South Jersey. I'm like 25 Jersey minutes. Jersey boy? Yeah, man. Fist pump. South Jersey. Not to be confused with the fist pump. I mean, I have friends who are fist pumpers from the Jersey Shore. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm like an hour and a half south of that. All so right. I'm, All right. I'm so like, you, you fist pump to the west, the east, to the west, to the west. So I'm like 25 minutes outside of Philly, and my first real exposure to pop culture. My cousin grew up in Northeast Philly, and he would come and visit us in the summer, or I would go and stay with him over the summers. And he was like the first cool kid I ever met. Like he he first introduced me to skateboarding. He introduced me to comic books. Like he would bring like Wolverine comics and like the Fleer cards. You know what I mean? Like, oh, nice. yeah. So he he would he would bring those over. He got me into rock music. So I was listening to like Rage Against the Machine and I bands like that. that because of him. And then I haven't seen like, them yet. Don't tell me you saw them. I have not seen them. Yeah, I would love to go see them. Me too. And then he got me into like hip hop when I got like into high school. But for comics, it was like. Wolverine comics and movies like The Crow kind of set the stage for me where I was just like, I, I need to do, I, I, I would like to do this. I saw The Crow in the movie theater when it dropped. I was a kid in high school working at Citibank in the co-op program. And the weekend it dropped, me and my boys went to 42nd Street, you know, Times Square, you know, bought a bottle of Southern Comfort, dip, you know, snuck it in, dipped it into the soda and enjoyed the shit out that movie. It was it's wonderful. The- it changed everything for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, fun with that movie, though. I mean, we, we were tipsy. You know what was crazy? It wasn't even full the theater. For real? There's a couple of 
couple of dudes, and we all screaming at the theater, and, and you know, and, and motherfuckers are smoking in the front. <laughs> we, you know, yeah. I didn't smoke weed at the time, so we was just drinking. I saw the comfort getting fucked up, wrecked. That my guy was like, yeah, crow, kick their ass. And he didn't want to leave the theater. That he actually went to the back of the theater with an empty cup and pissed. So he didn't want to miss anything of the movie. What? <laughs> yo, that's New why. York, baby, 90. Let's go. <laughs> I was, yo, I was, I, how old was I? I must have been probably 12. Maybe oh, like, see, I was already, I'm a, a, a teen in my 90s causing ruckus, you know? Dude, so. Yo, he, he, I, my parents didn't even know what it was. I remember renting it. And him like telling my parents like we gotta rent it, and we were watching. Can we educate people for those kids not in the know. When you say renting, what are you talking? So, my parents had to drive us to a video store. We at the store wandered around for thirty minutes or whatever to pick a video. You went up, you gave them whatever five bucks, and then you pay five. We're paying two. Yeah, I don't. Inflation. It's it's the mid nineties. You know what I mean? We I, and when you get it for a couple of days, and then you had to return it. If you didn't rewind it, you got fined. Isn't that funny, yo. He introduced us to Leprechaun too. I don't know if you remember watching Leprechaun. Oh, of I got the whole franchise, yo. I didn't sleep. It was a rough night. That was wild. Now the only movie like I always tell people, the only movie that fucked me up was a TV movie called The Day After, because it was about nuclear war and, and the explosion scene when you saw. Like uh, it was a mother and a kid, I believe, running, and like when the thing blew up, they turned to skeletons, you know. And in school, they're talking about this shit. I, 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 you know, I got terrified. That's the only movie in life that ever like got my heart palpitating. That like, yo, I, I, yo, bro, this could be real. Oh my god, I, I was cons- little, little, I made went conspiracy theory mode. This is gonna happen tomorrow. <laughs> Not. That's the only movie that ever really scared me. Other than that, I love horror. Give me the blood and gut. Fucking let's go. Yeah, I, you know what's funny about horror for me is I love the lure behind horror, but I get scared easy, man. My wife is way tougher than me. She'll want to watch all of it. And I'm kind of like. I mean, women love this stuff. Again, you know, they're, they're the biggest uh, fans of, of the uh, True Crime podcast. They, they love horror. You know, I think they're planning. They have ill intentions towards our species. And they're, and they're planning slowly. There's a concentrated effort, guys. Watch your backs, guys. No. No, playing. <laughs> like, every time I walk into our living room, if there's something on TV that my wife's watching, someone's getting killed, someone's trying to cover up killing someone, someone's planning on killing someone, or someone's, like, getting raped. It's, like, all, all wild. I'm just saying, man, maybe they're taking notes, maybe they're not, but who the fuck knows? I'm just saying, watch your back, smell your food. Maybe hire someone to taste your food. You Smell know. your food. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So talk about that. All right. Did you have a tribe other than your cousin, you know, and your fandom or were you alone in this? So I had a little brother. I had a little brother and he was into it. And then growing up where I grew up, I had one buddy named my buddy George drew a lot because he was a comic guy. He was into like image and young blood and wildcats and all that. So that was kind of. That kind of entered my world that way. I had a, another cousin who was around my age who was like big into video games. And I have buddies who were into sports and stuff. Video games was kind of like the, the arena that everybody was in. Yeah. And then like depending on your gamerness, you know, you, you pick different stuff. Like I, my brother and I, strangely enough, didn't really, I didn't get it. I didn't read a ton of comics growing up because anytime I asked my parents for money to buy comics, they were like, no. 
for like my mom didn't believe they were a reader. You know, she wasn't going to get if I wanted to buy something to read. Number one, go to the library because it's free. And the library was a block from my house growing up. Okay. So she was like, walk or I'll give you like you'll buy a book. You know what I mean? So the the comic stuff was kind of short lived until like high school comics entered my periphery again because of uh, like the X-Men Ultimate Series had come out. So I think I remember getting that trade paperback. But then also like Kevin Smith was a god to me. So uh, all I remember, like I, we used to watch Mallrats like yeah. every other day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there was a little bit of that. I have friends who did like who played Warhammer and painted stuff. So it was it was there for for a pretty long period of time until I went like straight into the music scene. And by like senior by senior year of high school, I was just playing shows. All my money went towards like guitar strings, gas, and and booze. Really, like. Well, well, I mean, you got you got to live the life, baby. Shit, you know so, what I mean. It is what yeah. it is. So, wh- when did your 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 this writing path come back? When did comics back come back into your life that you decided so, to do this? Man, so the comics specifically didn't re-enter until I moved to my town. So I live in a small town in South Jersey called Glassboro. It's on a college campus. There's a comic book store that I work at part time now, but. It's called the comic book store. It's a great spot for anybody who's in South Jersey and wants a place to shop. Anyone with a ponytail over there? What's up? Anyone have a ponytail in the shop? He had dreads that he cut. So now there's no, (laughs) but here's close. Of course, right? Like super close. So I would go in there and I was like, man, I'm I'm by this store. I finally have money. I was a teacher at the time. I'm still a teacher, but I was teaching at the time. I'm like, Trying to bring in new things in the classroom, so I would go. Thank you for your service as a teacher, especially in Jersey. I know that shit must be crazy. It's not bad. It's it, this year's a knock on wood, man. This year's going good. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but so I bought a bunch of trade paperbacks, and I was re- I was like reading Sa- the Sandman saga and a bunch of like the indie or the, the more indie stuff. And at the time, I was also writing a ton, and I never saw myself as a writer until my senior. Year. I was going to be a history major to teach history. And my senior year of high school, I dropped out of all the, my junior year of high school, I dropped out of all the honors classes. My parents were like, just don't be a problem. Take whatever classes you want. I was convinced I was going to be in a band. So I'm like, I'm, I'm a rocker. I'm yeah. Oh, for sure. The records. A hundred percent. So <laughs> I was in my English class and I remember writing an essay for a book called the things they carried, which I still teach today and love. And my seat, my teacher just, all she did was write at the top of the page, you're a really good writer. And that's all it took. That was, that was literally it. And I was like, man, maybe, I, maybe I'm good at English. Maybe I'm a good writer. I went to college at Rutgers, New Brunswick, majored in English lit, kind of went on my journey there. And then I was writing all the time. Like I was still doing the music thing, but I really, really loved writing. Kind of came out of college, got a, a job was trying to get published, writing a bunch of different books, but none of it was really landing, and I wasn't in love with a ton of it. And then I wrote Proctor as a book. It was a 300-page book. Yeah, it's a 300-page book. You went in, homie. I fell in love with the character. Like I really became obsessed with it. Were you doing um, the Jerry Seinfeld writing notes in the middle of the night and shit while you're sleeping? It wasn't... It didn't get that crazy, but it got (laughs) kind of serious, and... I got hired at the comic book store because I was my brother. 
buys and sells comics, and I help him buy and sell comics. So you figure this is a way to fund your comic habit without the, the wife complaining. Gotcha. All right. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a slam dunk. But I'm working at the comic book store, and I'm like, man, maybe I'm looking at all these books, right? Like, and I'm inundated with the culture at this point in time. Oh, and yeah. I got you. And I'm I'm reading all these other books, and I'm like, yo, maybe I can make Proctor a comic. Like, maybe nice. it'll work that way. And was there a book in specific that 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 maybe you got your hands on that really made you think, hmm? At, for sure, a couple of them. So I was reading all the new Hickman X Men stuff, and I loved his. I loved Marauders, and I loved Kitty Pride. I loved her attitude, and. I was looking at that and then something is killing the children. I took a look at and, and I'm like, there were parts of these characters that I really loved, And I just wanted to try and marry a couple of these bigger ideas. And at the time I was kind of coming into my own as a creative and all the stories weren't telling the story that I wanted to tell with a character that I kind of saw that was more realistic in my world. Because Sam is built, this character is built on the blueprints of number one, me, my personal experience with like loss and and drinking and and on all that stuff, right? So it's built on like my trauma and experiences, but also she's every girl that I've ever loved being around. Like my wife is funny and she's inspiring and she's kind of. She's very punk rock. She's pretty edgy. She's a she's a creative. She's a hairstylist. Like if you know some hairdressers that kind of like have that attitude about them, that's her. I don't know hairdressers, but I know nail girls and makeup girls, and they definitely have and tattoo tattoo girls. Yes. And she definitely have an edge to them that's a little bit different than, than the office woman. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're funny. You know, they're funny to be around. They're fun to be around. I I, I think because they're more social, they're in a more let corporate environment allows them to be themselves which you know really penetrates when you meet them it's like yo this is a, a real person yeah that's the one that's stuck in the corporate environment it's having a bipolar disorder because i'm corporate oh i'm me i'm corporate i'm me you know yeah there's a level of authenticity that i think i spent a lot of time these la- like when i was writing sam my other thing was i'm not a female so i spent a lot of time listening and just trying to make sure that I got it right. And it was so you heard a lot. <laughs> well, it was tough because here's the other tough thing. I, I had a bunch of people read the book and I had some females read the book and they were like, I don't talk like that. And that's not me. Right. But then at the same time, I had my wife read the book and my wife was like, what do you mean? I talk like that all the time. So I was kind of, I, I had to make sure I was navigating this the right way so that it was authentic, but I wanted to be more truthful to the to the women I love being around. my I have funny aunts. You know what I mean? I have, yeah, so I, I just wanted to make sure I did, I did them justice. You know what I mean? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All so right. that's a long-winded story about my journey. I hope that wasn't too much. And that's fine. Now, let's bring this baby up to this stage. This baby is live right now. Let me do a quick rundown. We have 13 days to go, folks, right? A big old salute to those 83 backers. Yo, thank you so much for supporting independent creation. He was looking for $4,500, folks. We Right now, we're at 52 52 Wherefore, you know, fun day. Congratulations. Wonderful, wonderful news. And, folks, you know what I mean? 
you know, this got funded, as you said earlier, in under 48 hours. Do you want to see why? We're going to take a look at the trailer right now, all right? And then we're going to get right into this beautiful art, the story, the world, you know, the Costaverse, and a whole lot more. Check it out. What's up, guys? Welcome to the official Kickstarter campaign for Proctor, issue one of a six-issue miniseries. Proctor is a supernatural action-adventure story starring Samantha Hale, a half-witch trying to follow in the footsteps of her late father, the famous demon hunter John Hale. Her only problem is that she can't get out of her own way. Though Sam's surface-level story focuses on the task of destroying a relic to save the world, the story also addresses the bond between parent and child and it explores how traumatic events can disrupt that bond. Proctor is as much about forgiveness as it is about saving the ones we love, and it forces readers to reflect on what happens when we don't have enough time to say goodbye. Brought to you by an extremely talented creative team, issue one of Proctor is already complete. Thank you so much for all of your support, and we look forward to bringing you on this journey with us. Bye. There we go, folks. Let's learn about man. The I cringe watching myself, man. I kind of like, oh man. You know, it's like me when I hear myself. I I, I can't. I'm like, oh God, no. <laughs> I, what what is it about that, that 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 makes us feel this way? Isn't that weird? I think it's a fear of of being perceived as being like inauthentic. I think. I don't know. I feel that I'm being authentic though, because I love this stuff and I love your book. I had a chance to read it. Beautiful art. Great story, definitely engaging. Looking forward to what happens to our main protagonist here because there's a lot popping. But that art, that coloring, that line work, that lettering I mean, you have built a heck of a team, Carmen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Ricardo Checky is handing, handling all the uh, pencils and inks. He is in Italy. Marcos Martins is handling the colors. He's in Brazil. And then Reed Hinckley Barnes is handling the lettering. He's out in San Francisco. And then Andreas Galmasi is, he did all the inks and pencils for cover B, which is that slay all day red cover. Oh, so wait a minute. So, all right. So you're talking about, you got the idea while, while reading some cool books, right? I already started formulating. So talk about building the team then. So, you know, you, you started building the story. How did you know? who you wanted, what you wanted, that you even know what the heck you were doing so, in a comic shop. <laughs> I'm working at this comic store and my buddy who also is working there is like, Hey, there's a, and he knew I was writing and it was before I had been taught. I had talked about turning this story into a comic, but I, at the time I hadn't done it yet. So he's like, Hey man, listen, a comic book publisher is having a talent search. You should enter it. And I'm like, man, what, what's the, what's the, what are this? Like, what are the rules? He's like, well, you got to join this Facebook group and, and then you'll enter the group and then through the group you, you submit. So I, I did some research and I said, well, when's the deadline? And he's like, and this was, I think, Saturday or this was, this was Wednesday in December. And he goes, next Wednesday. I'm like, dude, it's a week from now. There's no way I can, I can even think about writing anything. Think, bro, right? <laughs> right. So, so he tells me, just give it a shot. So I go online and they wanted me, they wanted submitters to 
submit full comic for Cyber Force. Okay. And it based in the Cyber Force universe. And I'm thinking, I've never read this story before. There's no way I'm gonna be You able never to... read Cyber Force? No, man. I got I got no no zero experience on Cyber Force. So I go home, I'm reading Wikipedia, and it's Saturday, and I'm like, no way. This is not happening, right? A big so, shout out to Pops that's watching right now from the related madness network. <laughs> What's right? up, Amanda's Common Network? So Sunday morning comes and I got nothing to do. And I'm like, all right, let me just try and write this thing. So I write it in 24 hours. I submit it and I submit it before the deadline. Deadline closes. But after the, and I don't win, by the way, but the deadline closes and the administrator of the Facebook group is like, any, any artist that wants to post some of their work, feel free to post it. So then just share it with everybody. So yeah. people are posting their work and Ricardo, was coincidentally also entered the project enter, entered the contest as a as an artist yeah he posted work and it blew me away i literally commented underneath like if you don't win this is a scam like there's no way you don't win this well yeah. he, he didn't win either but through that, <laughs> through that comment we just kind of started talking and i was like you know what man i've been talking about turning this book into a comic for in my mind for the last couple months i just messaged him was like listen if you got, if you're open for submissions, take a look at the script. I'll, I wrote a five. I wrote the first five pages, and if you like it, great. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. If I suck, I suck. It's I get it. It's not a big deal. He read it, liked it, and then we were off to the races. And then he put me in contact with Marcos and Reed, and and Andrea, and it's just been we've just been rocking and rolling ever since. Amazing. And who did this cover? Was that was that? Him? That's Ricardo. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at it. Can you tell us who is that on the cover? So that is Sam. That's Sam Hale. And she's dressed that way. So I know when I said like I was inspired by like Bloodstone, something is killing the children. She's dressed in a very specific way. That in this first issue, her best friend is going to make comment about how she's dressed. It starts with a very stereotypical look about her. But eventually, it's going to transition. The way that she dresses is going to change. And one of the things that I was stressing about with Andrea when he did cover B, like, I want to make sure that she has a bit of like an edgy sex appeal. But I wanted to make sure I was separating us from, like, I didn't want it to be this like hypersexualized character because I didn't want that to to be the the book. And I wanted to go like more punk rock, more edge more tattoo shop type, you know what I mean? Look about her, which I think we definitely get by the end of, by the end of issue one. Yeah. And, and as we transition into issue two. So that's kind of the, the, the character design really. Wonderful. 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 Let, let's go. Hey, Oh my God. Look at that. Yo. Fire. Yeah. And anybody who backs the book, one of the tiers includes that t-shirt except it's going to be written in red the sleigh all day is in red because i wanted to make it a little different bloodier it's just in time for halloween so that shirt that she's wearing is a shirt that you can you can purchase in the tier i think it's a uh, tier seven or eight really we're gonna get there don't throw on the tears in a moment i just want you guys to see what i was talking about i mean look at this look at that lettering look at that panel work and look at that art Holy yeah, bro. How, how did you feel when you started getting these type of pages in your inbox? 
I don't want to sound over dramatic. It, it, I couldn't breathe, man. Like when I got the first, because the way yeah, I I'm a ventilator, you know, when yo, you get the bag, legit, like heart palpitations. I, because I wrote this script with this idea in my head, and you know, you kind of just assume it's going to be somewhere around there. And then Ricardo sends me first just the sketches, like r- really rough sketches, the panel layout. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh man, that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty close. And then he sends me the pencils. And I'm just like, I have nothing to say. Like, I don't like, I don't have anything to recommend to you, man. Like, he is, uh, he's special, you know? Uh, uh, amazing. But I would even find the other guys, though. I mean, seriously, you got him and then you got the letters. I mean, how about this? What, what magic and sorcery that you work here? I, I got lucky, man. Like, I, I got, I, I really, I just showed up, r- truthfully. Like, I just showed up and wrote the script to the best of you my ability. You into the room. Hey! Yeah, and then Marcos Martins, with the color work, the way he works with light on these pages and on these inside pages when you guys see the rest of the book, Ooh. like, like, the light of the moon, it's it's just... It's amazing, man. And again, you can't I even tell. I mean, look at how beautiful the coloring just is in the, on this panel, just right here, with the character, you know, the background, you know, really highlights. It's it's just beautiful, a, a wonderful piece of art, and also definitely a, a very '90s feel to it for me too. Love it. Yeah, so I, I, I love it. I'm, hello, I'm a '90s guy. You know what I mean? I wanted to move kind of in between the that 90s feel that i fell in love with right that i think a lot of us fell in love with yeah man and but ricardo has this modern work and marcos can make it pop in a way it's anomalous even you know definitely i think you're gonna grab i think you're gonna grab that fan base big time based on on the artist i mean look look at this yo look at this yeah insane yo Holy shit, bro. Thank God I don't know how to swim because I wouldn't be in this position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Reed really came through with the letters, man. I, I uh with the sound effects, there's a you know, there's a sound Ooh. effect on one of the on one of the pages. A buddy of mine it said, you know, he just like he felt the sound effect when it happens. And and it's it's that was the goal, man. These guys really crushed it. I, I just kind of gave them the script and they they delivered. Dude, look at this, the blood here in, in the water. This looks fantastic, yo. So well done. Actually, really well done. You, yeah. you know, blood doesn't always translate very well, but here, shit, especially in, in the circumstances that they're in. Wow. Just, you know, you definitely caught it. And then her wet hair, you know, things like that is what matters. You know what I mean? So yeah. grabbing those moments like that, she coming out. For a moment, I thought she was topless when I read that panel. So, oh, oh, oh damn, I should lose a shirt. But then <laughs> I would lose my shirt if I saw this MF would come after me for sure. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hell no, man. I'm like, yeah, what? Is, is this what you envision the creature to look like? Because yeah. this shit is creepy AF, man. Yeah, I really wanted to go with a Triton look. So, you know, in the book, even, that was literally what I had in my mind. The, the, the creature doesn't have eyes because it lives underwater and the way that it, that it evolved. And I kind of, I literally spent a decent amount of time looking at different Tritons and kind of an idea of what we really wanted. And he, he killed it, man. Amazing, amazing. All right, listen, right before we get into the rewards, let's get into those tears, baby. So, folks, listen. 
Fuck Starbucks, like I always say. That's expensive and nasty coffee anyway. For a dollar, you could help an indie creator over here. You know, you don't want the book, that's fine. You're missing out, you know, but a, a buck is just a buck. I mean, you guys throw that away easily on garbage all day, or day. But of course, everybody wants something, baby. And you can start with a tier one digital package at $10. So look at that. It's, it's, what is it? Desktop and phone wallpapers, cover A, cover B, cinema poster. And a Sam Sketch art digital for $10, yo. What? Nice. Yeah, man. We, we tried to deliver. Like, I Thanks. wanted to make sure that you were getting a lot of digital stuff when you when you went with the digital package, for sure. And when you want physical and you want to smell that ink, baby, and get high, I, I hope you're using that premium ink, bro. Are you using that good premium? Of course. That's that's oh, all man. we use. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the one knows it. <laughs> you know, shit, that, this is like... 19, that Magnum 44 art class. And five, let's go. Holy shit, bro. Get a physical copy of $15 of the cover series by Artist Ricardo right there. And also it called, includes tier one. So guess what, folks? You got the, that physical goodie, but full of all the digital goodies for only $15. Great deal. A lot of swag. Love those type of deals. Uh, and if you're, of course, the collector, cover A and B for $20. Five, yo, because you know, you know, you want that variant. You know, you want that. Everybody wants that variant. You know, you get cover A, then your boy get cover B, and you're like, nah, yo, I want that shit too. Yeah, you get both, guys. That way, maybe one you could get signed. You know, and the other one you get framed. But I mean, that cover B is beautiful. I would frame the shit out that cover. That's beautiful cover. Signature package. Sign oh, where about thirty bucks? You get them signed. Hey. Oh, not just by you, but the artist too, huh? Oh, nice. no, just me. Hold on. It says just both you. of us. Wait, but can we have a cover A by series artist and cover B by guest artist? Cover B is the artist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just my signature. I got to change that. Oh, really? Okay. You got to change that real quick. I got to change the way that that's written. Yes, because I misunderstood that even. All right. Well, you know what? And then you can say it. Proctor's writer signature package. <laughs> all right. There we go. Make it clear, folks. Broke, broke the poster package. So two signed books by Carmen. There we go. I'll cover A and B. Again, look, by, by cover B, by guest auditory. It just kind of changed the language a bit. Yeah. So just to clarify, that's not his signature. Boom, boom. And then you get four items included. A whole bunch of goodies. And that's what he was talking about here. The t shirt, baby, in red. Look at that. Let's go down on that one. T shirt. right there. Woo! With yeah, this. so tier six is just one T-shirt. That's that one. And then uh, tier Look seven, you get two T-shirts. And on that one, Eater, Vampire, Slay all day, baby. Yeah. So a oh. quick story about the that Eater T-shirt. So I'm big into hardcore. I'm big into punk rock. And Sam is too. So she is a fan. That is a fictional band that okay. is from Philadelphia that's not real. And essentially, I wanted to create this fictional band merchandise and everything so like if you are a true fan of the book and you become a true fan of the whole world you're absolutely going to want to get an eater t-shirt because if you see another person wearing an eater t-shirt you'll know that y'all both are fans of this book gotcha you know i almost misunderstood that for something else as a message to the ladies like hey god hey ladies no uh, at least <laughs> not right now but you know let's go away in the club I'll, I'll be very popular all right, awesome. That, then we got 
it tells it the tier A, you know, all, all seven rewards, uh, their own image drawn into a panel of the next issue. So, all right, you said there was a 300-page written book. Yeah. So how many issues did you break this baby down into? Have Six. you put that out yet? Six. Six. Yeah, it's a six. So what I realized was I was moving back through the book and Ricardo and I were talking. And what we one of the things that I really under, started to understand was the economics behind writing a book right, and publishing a book. You, at the end of the day, it is the comic book business. So you have to really understand the business model before you even decide to, to really start writing the book. You kind of have to have an idea of how you're going to sell the book and what makes the most sense. So I took the 300-page book. It, it came down to 12 issues. That was my initial idea was I can take 300 pages and make 12 like issues. The series like back in the day. Yeah. Yes, but it was the 12 was would have been number one, too expensive to launch. And number two, as I was going back through the book and peeling out these issues, I realized that I didn't have 12. I had eight. So then I thought, okay, I was talking to Ricardo. He's like, well, maybe just shoot for six because six issues is a really nice trade paperback. And, fi and financially, it made more sense to try and shoot for the six issues. So what I'm doing right. is... Well, let's talk about that. If, yeah. you see, if it feels like a great trade paperback for six issues, how many issues, I mean, how many pages per issue are you aiming for? It's going to be 24 pages an issue. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, you're getting a legit story. It's going to be girthy. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Now, here's the thing. I, I uh, The plan is... All right, so we went from eight to six, but I had 12 in mind. And the question is like, well, why did I have 12? Was because in the book, there are all of these chapters that are kind of like short stories and side things. So the plan is I can probably do the fans some service and do this and honor the story the right way. So if I, if I do this six issue mini, I can then turn these other chapters and other parts of this book into short stories. Ooh, it's a nice one shots. Nice. And I could do one shots. I can play around with quite literally like a picture. Four issue book. minis, three issue minis, yeah. two issue. I mean, even two issue minis are a thing nowadays. You know what yep. I mean? So, yep. That's the oh, point. Oh, man. I like that. Yo, Carmen, man, you, you're right there. I mean, let me see. Uh, four backers uh, jumped in that early one, right? That's no longer real, right? Is it? Yeah, it is not. It is no longer yeah. available. That's it. How dare they miss out on that? I mean, Right, so two fifty. That that's tier eight, where you get that 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 part right there, art package and all. Tier nine, seven hundred. Ooh, look at that band T-shirt. Oh, and I'll and I'll tell you right now, keep an eye out for Andreas Galmazzi. That this guy is also very very special. Right now, he's drawing for Leviathan Labs in Italy, and he is currently on a a large title on that imprint. But I think. I don't want to. I don't want to gas him up too much. I hope he doesn't get embarrassed with me saying this. I could see in the very near future a large publisher scooping him up and just. I mean, let's say, uh, looking like what that effort cover. Fuck yeah, he's gonna get picked up. I'm seeing that that that's actually a big trend where a lot of I, I'm seeing a lot of more uh, uh, European artists, if you will, you know, get, get love out here in the states and get you know artistic work. Yeah, I'm. I'm worried that my team's going to be gone, in in before I can finish the book because they're just going to get they're just going to get scooped up. Look, just Ricardo, tell them, please. Let, 
take me with you to wherever we go. Let's make some stories there. I treated yeah, you yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for real. So look at these stretch goals. I mean, we got a sticker at 6K, a creative bonus at 8K, a scholarship. At what, what do you mean scholarship? So here's the deal. My brother started a nonprofit. So the nonprofit is called the Comic Book Collective Inc. You can you can find a link to it on on the, the Kickstarter page. The goal here, so I told you before, like my brother and I didn't get you didn't get bought comic books in my house. That wasn't a thing. Like I was lucky. They, not only did my mom not agree with it, but we didn't have the money to buy it anyway. Like and they tell people, come. I don't know if you're aware, but they tell people on this podcast. My mama was buying me Savage Sword of Conan when I was like nine, ten years old. She did not know what she was buying me, but she was buying me comics, you know. And here I am, a little kid, you know, seeing titties and ass, you know. At that age, I, I love Conan, man, my homie. <laughs> so we, so growing up, we didn't have much of anything when it came to that sort of stuff. So the first thing, the 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 nonprofit was born out of this idea of if we could try and provide those things for free to kids we would like to because number one it's fun but number two i think reading comics is actually more beneficial than people think right so absolutely we wanted to be my brother really wanted to be of service there but also the other part of this nonprofit is built on the idea of providing resources whether it's art supplies or experiences like classes to underserved kids in underserved communities so I talked with him about this, and the plan is if I had if I hit 10k, I'm writing a thousand dollar check to give to some senior in high school who plans on going to school for art or or writing. So, oh man, I like that. This is yeah. the me me comic crew would do, you know, like to, to engage the kids, get get material. Let us know. We would love to assess anything to help kids. You know, yeah. As you said, I mean. I don't understand why parents don't get this. I mean, this is art. This is words. This is, kids get more engaged in this type of reading than reading a book, and it's not boring. You know, yeah. their imagination can run wild when they see the the uh, the art behind the words. Yeah, and there's there's more rare words in a comic book than there are in a lot of these stories. Like there's especially now, they're all done so well now that yeah. that. I I am a firm believer. Like I'm also, you know, I just finished my reading specialist program. I genuinely believe that if we can get these kids to start reading at a younger age and engage them, it pays dividends much later on. They become less frustrated in school. They have confidence when they read. So I'm very passionate about getting young people, especially young boys, because a lot of young guys just don't read anymore. I, getting them excited about reading in any way, shape, or form. And hopefully this, this can help make that happen. Yeah, I mean, we're beautiful like that. Absolutely. I mean, come on, kids you know, and, and parents, get to reading. Get, look at it, get engaged. This is a wonderful 13 days to go. Let, I mean, listen, I mean, I'm, we're under five racks to, to get to that, go, that that scholarship goal. I think that's wonderful. So if you guys are able to do this, Friday is right around the corner. All right. And with 13 days to go, that's two Fridays around the corner. So don't be bullshitting me. You're either getting paid this Friday or the next. But <laughs> ma- ma- Let's so go. Support, you know, uh, amazing indie creators, especially somebody like Kim that you see is a teacher. He's having fun with this, making it true, true, but also giving back to the community. How important is that? I, I you know, you inspire me, man. Thank you, sir. 
If, if I could help you and your bro with the collective in any way, I, I would love to participate just to, you know, help, help kids in the area again. I'm a New Yorker, so, you know, it's all, it's all right. Even though I'm from Jersey, I'll help you. Still. <laughs> you know, you know how it goes, man. We got to stick together anymore. Yeah, man, we're still East Coast, baby. You know, there you go. You know how it go. You know how it go. I for real. All right, bro. So this is happening. It's already, it's already done. All right, and, and let me see. What, what was that? The expected is it ships anywhere to the world to estimate delivery for December. Is that an estimate, or do you think that's so, you got to you got it there before? Here's the issue. I so we're good on my end. So I'm using Print Ninja to print everything. It is being Ooh, Print Ninja. It is in production right now as we speak. I was told it takes one to two weeks to get the book printed, and then four to six weeks to get it shipped. Because it's going to be on an it's going to be on a container coming from China. Oh, my, China! Oh. Yeah. So my thing was, I wanted to make sure that that fans and consumers were going to get this book as soon as possible. So I foot the bill for for the project before we even funded. Oh, so, every, so, it, oh, so it's, it's already on the way. It's already on the way. Like I, you know, I, I said this. I want you know full transparency. I want people to know how passionate I'm about this. I want people to understand the 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 stakes that I put in this whole project cost me 12 grand and I am exceptionally aggressive when it comes to making things a reality. And I'm a firm believer in this project. So here's the deal that 5k, whatever we raise after the, if we hit 10k after the scholarship, after my artist bonuses, after everything that's going right into issue two, Ricardo starts issue two next week, Monday. Because I want to make, yeah, I want to make sure that you guys get this book. I don't want it to be one of those things where you're kickstarting an idea that might not come to fruition. And I believe in it enough that I'm just going to put my money on the line and and we're going to make it happen. Exactly. Show and prove, baby. Show and prove. That's how it works. And that's that's the synergy you got to put. And you put it out. I love the passion behind it. Yeah, man. You know, show and prove. That's what it is, kiddo. A real entrepreneur. Thank you. I tell people like we're coming. Man, like I started a publishing company yeah. out of South Jersey. Now I'm coming for everything. Like we're coming for it all. And I because Dude. we're ve- like I grew up DIY, man. I, I grew up selling tickets to come to shows. I sold T-shirts. I did. I sold other way. things. I shouldn't have been selling, but I still sold things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you. But here's the thing, though. You get. You understand the. You understand the grind. Like you understand that. That like. If you believe it, like you have to put something on the line for people to to buy in. I'm I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do because then if if my money's not invested, how much do I really believe in it? Right? Like it's easy for uh-huh. me. It's easy That's for what me. I'm saying. So improve, so improve, yeah. and when you put your money behind it, of course, no one could talk shit. You know what I mean? End of the day. Anyone talk shit is like, all right, you you do something and you put your, your bank on it and you tell me how it goes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, that's it. again, you just, I, I love entrepreneurs like you. I mean, okay, you're a teacher. I mean, you put you doing this on the side, you know, on top of it. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, I got I've got a hundred essays I got to grade by like next week. So, oh my god, I thought yeah. of a live Kickstarter, folks. You hear this? Yeah, help this teacher out, yo. Yeah. Let's take a little bit of stress off, just a tad, if you will, and let's fund this to ten thousand. You know, bring some happiness. Once he sees ten thousand, he'll be 
giving all those kids an A plus, no matter how bad that essay was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did the energy. Well, I did the energy. All right, brother. So again, a big congrats because again, this was your first project, already funded. So, in in this very young experience of yours and in, in this world, what can you tell creators? You know, on how to possibly maybe get the, a project funded, especially a first. What did you do different? What, what can you educate them on? So Jesus, if what's the secret sauce, bro? Yeah. So here's the secret sauce. You have to insert yourself into as many different communities as you possibly can, leverage all of your networks, and make sure that you are creating something that they believe in, right? Like you have to just make sure... First of all, the product has to be good, right? And that's um, a good part. I read the book. Thank you, thank Carmen, you. for thank allowing you. me the opportunity to check out the first issue in advance. And guy, guys, guys, and gals. Ooh! Yeah, so... Trust me, you're going to want this, and the rest of the series is it's just going to be a given. You, it, you know, just put it on automatic funding every time, if that's possible. So that's... A, so the first thing is, like, just make sure the product's good. But then also... Some artists think that they, they can do everything themselves and they can't. Some creatives think they can do, you know, you might be the best writer on the planet or the best artist on the planet. But if you have this like idea of, I'm just going to sit in my room and create you, you're not going to make, you got to make contact, right? So some of, some of this is being active on social media. That's part of it. And, and not just like, Okay, funding ads is a thing, right? Like I definitely spent money on ads, but also actively participating in conversations online is important. Oh, and I see you. I see you. You know what I'm You're saying? Absolutely right. You you so, engage. Who is Carmen? Who's this guy that's talking? Oh, he got a project. You know what? And people just start clicking. It becomes a rabbit hole uh, of the cost hours, and, and yep. that's what it is. And then the next thing that people overlook is your immediate network. If you go, like, do you go to a gym? Do Are you a part of a club? Are you a part of another organization that maybe has nothing to do? You might be a part of a group that doesn't like comics at all. But if they believe in you and they believe in your product and they believe in your enthusiasm, they will give you a shot, right? They will, mm -hmm. they will help you out. And I think sometimes we overlook those other social networks, right? We kind of just think, well, the people... I, I'm in a, let's just say you are in a fantasy football group with people you've been in this group with for the last 10 years. And you might be thinking, man, I, they never, they make fun of me for, for reading comics. I, they don't like comics at all. So I'm not even going to bring this up to them. That's not how this works, man. Bring this up to them. And there's a good chance these people might look at you and be like, yo, listen, I don't really read comics, but I like you and I can see that you're enthusiastic. So I'm going to, I'm going to support you. So yeah. explore those networks too, and then support every local business that you know, this is a team sport. You need to make sure you are in your coffee shops. You are in your comic book stores. You are going everywhere where any per type of person might be interested in seeing your stuff. Go to your tattoo parlors, make connections at the local level, walk around your community. And you are not too good for guerrilla marketing. I posted a go video about that the other day. And talk to fans, talk to tables, have yep. business cards or have a flyer. Very important to me. Have a damn business. You know how many people I went to 
over the week at, at New York Comic Con. And many of them are, oh man, uh, I don't have a car. I'm like, the fuck. So how like how'd you grow Comic Crusaders, right? Like it was it wasn't just you hit the turn the switch and then just posted something online. Yeah. Right. You grew this out of will, right? Like willpower. I'm a Green Lantern, baby, even more so. I'm a Green Lantern, Red Lantern mix. I got both rings. And <laughs> compassion. I have a compassion. I, I, I'm nice to some people. Like my but, indie creator. <laughs> yes. But I think people overlook getting their shoes on and taking a walk. Yeah, bro. And, and that's really, I think, what it's, I think it's more important than anything. Preach. Sure. Preach that. Yeah, man. Be social. Get out there. Talk. Uh, navigate. I mean, so many people do want to listen to what to you, what you got. They they are in fact interested, but you know you don't know unless you open your mouth. You know, get out of that show because I also know a lot of creatives are are shy. You know, they are. You know, you know what though? I was shy, but when this camera turned on, you know, my government name guy dies, and I'll make a limbs, and that's it. That's what it is, baby. Well, it's because you're a New York guy. It's because we're from. I think I think a lot of it is. We're from, you know, we're we're fortunate that we're from the Northeast. Our communities allow us to kind of have to be, ex- like, believe it or not, my, like my wife will tell you, I'm an introvert a lot of the time, but I know that in order for things to survive, I have to be an extrovert. So my my introverts out there, my introvert creatives who like to kind of just say, well, I don't do that because I'm an introvert. It's a poor excuse, right? Yeah. You got to just, or you have to engineer a series of habits that allows you to get out there because that's how people know that you believe in what you're doing. Let, let's put it in pop culture terms and maybe they understand, you know, Beyonce says she becomes Sasha Fierce. So fellas, ladies, find your Sasha Fierce. Gotta be Sasha get Fierce. there and get it done. Like I said, Alexander Perez, my government has found his Almega and he's, uh, he's out there, you know, and we got Carmen Costa with the Costamers out there. Where are I mean, listen, are we, you know, you say you already got Spanish, so how many ideas do you have for the Costamers to wall over here? So for me, I have a world that's, that's pretty big. Like, I, so remember, I told you I've been writing since I was in, in college, seriously, right? So I've got a werewolf story I really, really like. I got a demon hell story that I really, really like. I've got a world that I've, I'm kind of building. The world of Proctor, too, by issue three, you will meet kind of the entire crew because Sam is not going to be doing this alone because you can't do anything in life alone. And you're going to meet a crew of voodoo practitioners from Philly. You're going to meet a demon slayer from Italy. You're going to meet an Irishman who has a, a past life as a Catholic monk. So there's, you're going to meet a bunch of other characters as you navigate. Sam's relationship with her mother, her family, the reason why this book is called Proctor is connected to the Salem witch trials in one way, shape, or form. I don't want to spoil too much, but there's all of that Salem witch world that I would like to explore. So. This it's a big universe. I will keep writing as long as you guys keep providing you with the privilege to write. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful. And all that stuff as well. You also have a website right there, Harpoon Creative Industries. I mean, look at that, you know, right there. Dope, dope stuff. You get some inf- more info. 
Like how? Look, take a look at that sketch for the Triton. When Ricardo sent me that Triton sketch, yeah. I knew this is my guy. He knows. He's in my head. Yeah, that that is sick, man. And yeah, there's Spafalora, Hector Molina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey Spatafora is named after the, the village that my father's family's from in Sicily. So he's the bad guy right here, huh? Yeah, Hector, Hector Molina, for what we know right now and understand, is the bad guy. How and why, I'm not going to get into yet. I'll spoil that. I think you'll get that issue five and six. Excellent. But look at that artwork, though. Like, are you guys seeing what I'm seeing here? That is gorgeous, yo. Look at this stuff. Yeah. Oh, real quick, just to make sure uh, for any any writers out there that want to or think about creating a comic, pay your artists and pay them well. I need Take to make sure. I need to make sure I'm clear about that, man. Don't don't try and shortchange anybody. If it's outside of your budget, it's outside of your budget, but you know, have conver- you have to have those hard conversations about what rates look like and I I you know, I think you get what you pay for. I think you know, sometimes we like the idea of creating a comic book or we like the idea of supporting a creative, right? There's that idea. But then when it comes time to vote with your money, you're kind of like on the fence about, you know, if you really want to give the money or not, this this is the kind of product that you get. You know what I mean? Uh, I agree. I agree. They, and the absolute to take care of, you know, you know, not just the art, but your whole team is a matter yeah. of fact that, that's involved and makes sure everyone's taken care of because, again, they're taken care of, they become the product of love that shows exponentially in the end product itself. And yeah, and my uh, the raise here, the raise that I'm going to give my team, it's it's every creative that I worked with on this, whether it's Ray, Rafir Roberts, who I believe Plastic Farm is his Instagram handle. He handled all the pre uh, all the all the pre production for the printing, which I didn't even know was a thing. Getting all the bleeds and the colors right, I thought. My team, like, I thought I just get my PDF and I send my PDF to Print Ninja and they just send it to China and get it printed. But they were like, oh, well, you have to make sure all of these other things are right with the product before we ship it because the printing ink process is different from the digital coloring process. So, you know, that gentleman is going to catch the 10% raise. The song that you hear in the music, in the, the movie trailer. My buddy Ryan Beatty is a producer out of L.A. He's going to get a cut. You know, take care of all of your creatives for sure. Absolutely. Love it, love it, love it. There we go, folks. This is the amazing Carmen Gostop. The project is Proctor. It is live right now. The links are also below in the show notes, all right? But the Kickstarter project is Proctor Comic Live Now. So the love. We got two more Fridays to go. So don't give me no BS that you guys are broke. You know, that's tonteria. Don't give me that, all right? Don't, don't give me cheap mail. You guys got this, you know. You know, Listen, the comic shops are slow right now. There is some good stuff, but while it's slow, support independent products like that. Go visit Kickstarter. Check out Proctor and so many other amazing independent creators that got some dope projects. And, I mean, again, you, you want some character bars and whatnot, go visit the harpooncreativeindustries.com website where it gives you a little bit more insight to you know sort of wonderful world that the costaverse is uh bringing on to us all right so carmen once again thank you so much to my fellow creators and my fellow producers and my fellow fans and the watchers and everybody that's out there doing their thing thank you much love hasta la próxima
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ciao, see ya. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders Thank podcast. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders like podcast. Please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and, and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCase.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.